and welcome to Racing Only Better. Minus <laughs> what? <laughs> you briefly forgot the name of the show, didn't you? <laughs> I briefly forgot the name of the show. So that is a good start. It's a good start. We are minus Dan Barber, which is very sad times, isn't it, TC? Yeah, it's like I say, all he has to do is tell RTV he can't work on Thursday. So I don't, it's not that hard, is it? Well, look. Look at me. I tell Sky, can't do Mondays. Mondays is a no-go. Mondays is weighed in day. That's dedication, isn't it, Kev? Except you'll record your other show later this evening, won't you? Well, there is that. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed. (laughs) Nailed. Um, Right. We have loads of racing to get through from Sandown and Aintree, and we're going to touch upon Fairy House as well. Big weekend of horse racing, both sides of the Irish Sea. Loads to get stuck into, and Kev has left the building. So that is great. So what we said. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Normally, normally you have to give me a minute before I offend somebody and they leave the leave the building, but yeah. It's already happened to you, see. Oh, I know what it might be. It might be his mum again. <laughs> we've, had, we've had Anne Blake making a guest appearance on the show and we just had Willie Blake making a guest appearance on the show, gesticulating wildly in the window um, right. for, for what turns out to be nothing important at all, but there you go. right uh let's kick off with stand down on friday the juvenile hurdle tc uh we don't have prices as things stand at the moment but you do have a strong opinion in this race do you um well i can't have a strong opinion until i see the prices um but yeah i had a good look at this race um we're recording this just after two o'clock on thursday and nobody has priced up the races at uh, this race at sandown uh, on Friday, which is a bit of a poor show. Um, but so I'll give you some guide prices, what I'm looking looking at. Um, the obvious starting point for this race is Kansas to Burley, um, who must have been a big money purchase after finishing a length fourth in a listed race at all tie in September. Um, so I imagine that's going to be around about six to four, seven to four chance in this, maybe even shorter, but obviously we don't know how it's bedded in. And that also form hasn't really worked out. No other winners have come out of the race, but a few have, worked, uh, have run well since, but that's going to be the one to be. But other than that, it's not a strong race at all. Uh, the two I like are Sabino, and I'll be looking for about 12 to one or bigger on this horse. Um, for some reason, I've got a soft spot for, for Sheena West uh, juvenile hurdlers. And I, ha- I had a look into this and, um, She's had, I was surprised to see she's had four winners at this uh, at Sandown, which is quite good going for such a small stable. And she's only had just 29 runners as well. And one of those winners actually came in this race 10 years ago. Um, and that winner was on a hurling debut and uh, first run out of Mick Shannon's yard. And the Shannon angle is, is proved really good for Sheena West. And uh, she, she got Mr. Freedom out of there, um, out of the Shannon yard this season. And that's one free. And the same owners have booked up Sabino, who's a 80 rated horse on the flat. Um, you know, has got form over a mile three. A bit worried about the soft ground, but like I said, I, I thought I was really interested in that horse given the, the Sheena West Sandown angle. And uh, uh, she does really well with X Shannon horses, which may not be a massive surprise. Um, and the other horse is Penarosa, who's had, um, who's had, uh, he's actually a half brother to Jeff Kidd, who won last year's. Boodles. Uh, that shape with a bit of promise at Fontwell um, when fourth. Uh, it, it wasn't any great shapes in the flat. They wore cheap pieces on the flat. Wasn't their way on at Fontwell. They're back. They're, they're on here again. 
And I imagine he's going to be around about 33, 50 to one chance. So I'm going to be looking to back Sabina at 12s and Penarose or anything bigger than 33s. I mean, I don't think outside of Gary Warhorse, I don't think it's a, a very strong Sandown juvenile contest whatsoever. Okay, and that comes with the asterisk of, of course, waiting for prices. Yeah, and, and also, I'm like, I am worried about the Gary Moorhorse because he's introduced Goshen in this race, um, Sussex Ranger and Violet Dancer, I think, won a bet for a hurdle afterwards as well. So he does like to introduce a good one there. Okay, on to the 145 at Sandown, and this is the Novices Limited Handicap Chase. We've just got the five runners again, no prices, but Paul Nichols has Milan Bridge in here, and Nikki Henderson has Fable. Um, Fable off the back of having her win done. Kev, did you have a look at this race? Do you fancy anything? I know it's hard, no prices. Yeah, look, Milan Bridge is going to be very hard to beat, Vanessa, after that ultra-impressive chasing debut last time. Um, like just jumped those fences so well at Ascot. It was, it was as if they weren't there and blew away his opposition, came home alone, um, amazed the handicapper hasn't had a bigger say um, after such a dominant performance. But um, he's not my selection. Um, I'm going for, for Gloria Daton, if that's um, anything remotely close to the, the correct pronunciation for that. Um, yeah, re really smooth transition defences. I think it's fair to say, um, very impressive last twice, has that um, experience in his bag now. And um, look, I just thought to coming up against horses, making their chasing debut, etc., like Milan Bridge. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's you want to walk over last time. Vanessa's clearly not in on the, in on the joke. So. I laughed. I laughed at your joke. <laughs> I, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Sorry, I laughed. My, my, my audio might have dropped. Okay, if there's a rapturous response, so be it. I was um, desperate. <laughs> but, yeah, look, I thought at the prices, look, look Milan Bridge is, is priced up. Um, pretty conservatively, I thought looked like the promise, etc. But, um, the chasing experience uh, of Gloria Daton, um, will do for me. Okay, okay, he's going for the chasing experience. TC, what about you? Yeah, I thought, um, I thought that was probably the bet in the race if there was one at 11 to 4. Um, I was thinking about uh, my poem was going up and betting dot bet for a bit later on, uh, this afternoon. I was toying with that, but I thought eleven to four was was okay, but not not massively betting juicy. I, I thought he had loads left in the tank at Worcester last time. I love the way he jumped the last with loads in hand, and um, you know he, he pulled he pulled clear uh, towards the finish. But I thought a seven pound rise was probably as much as they could have given him there. So uh, yeah, I, I maybe sit that out. And we've just got prices through for the juvenile hurdle. I've hit Ooh. my guide prices. So the uh, Sheena West horse is 18 to 1. Uh, Penarosa is 50s. So that's more than acceptable for me. And no no surprise that they're ducking the Gary Moore horse. Um, and they make that 8 to 11. So, yeah, those an update on the juvenile prices there. OK, thank you very much for that. Let's move on to the Ballymore Novices Hurdle at 2.20 at Sandown on Friday with two miles, four furlongs. Uh, Maximilian looks to continue his winning streak from the cane yard. He's seven to four. Man at work, much less experience at two to one for the David Pipe team. Then Henry II in there at three to one for Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden. Bigger prices, the remainder, Kev. Um, man at work it is for me in this race. I, I like him and I think he's going to progress on from that Aintree run. I think he'll have learned plenty and I'm going with him. I know he's not got the experience of the favourite, but he's got the potential. 
Yeah, I'm with you actually. Um, uh, good, you know, good prize money for this race. Not sure how much depth there is, but man at work. Um, while the form he's shown over hurdles so far would be, you know, probably quite a way behind Maximilian. Um, like you say, it's promise. And God, you'd have to like the style of what he did at Aintree. Like, like he won very easily. Like one of the quarter lengths doesn't do him any justice at all. Um, school was was playing with them really. I thought from a long way out. Um, he did the right thing. He he educated the horse, you know, delivered him steadily, and um, he was good and strong off the run in. So look, while he does have to take a, a you know probably a good strong stone of a step forward, um, to get up to Maximilian's current level, uh, I'd say the potential for him to do so is very much there. Um, he actually fell in a point to point um, on his first public appearance. And it's a point to point that you're going to be hearing loads of, I'd say, for the rest of the season. Well, I suspect you will. Um, it was won by Barry the Butcher, who's with Henry de Bromhead now and is, you know, being very strongly talked about. And Croke Park was second, who went on to win and changed hands for, for 400 grand. Um, it, it was one of those one of those kind of properly strong races, I suspect, at Lingstown. Um, he might he might have only finished third this horse, but he still went and changed hands for what was it, 155 grand himself. So, um, yeah, it was one of those. We, we talked about, um, you know, really, really uh, expensively bought horses dominating the finish of a, of a maiden hurdle last week. You know, this was a, a point to point where there's the bones of a, of a million's worth probably between the, the front few. Um, so, yeah, man at work will do for me. Okay, two votes for man at work. Uh, but TC, I'm guessing that you're not with us because we had to do tips for something else for Friday at Sandown and I was told that your tip was in this race but I don't think we're in agreement are we yeah it was man at work oh. Oh. there we go yeah full oh, house um, come on the traveller love this, it yes this horse actually opened up at freeze um, with the first firm up yesterday afternoon um, yeah I, I was all set to tip this in my column tonight but the but the, but the freeze disappeared so did the five to two and the sportsbook are now twos, which is the general price. It's probably still a fair price, but I just hate missing. I hate missing the bigger, uh, the bigger odds. But yeah, I mean, for all you said, and I'll just, I'll just add a few, you know, bit of flesh to the bones here. I mean, I mean that I think that entry form is really strong. Um, I think it was a very good time. Uh, the the second was an unbeaten bumper horse, well regarded, odds on of Dan Skelton's. Henry's friend was five lengths away. That reopposes here. I'm told that they think fair bit of that. Um, the fourth has come out and got stuff since, but the 15 length fifth come out and won really well at Bangor, and it wasn't a bad heat that as well. And that won that by about five and a half lengths. So, um, yeah, as with Kev and, and yourselves, I was I was very, very impressed. Uh, I thought it was quite a dominant performance given the relatively narrow margin of victory. Um, and uh, the pipes were talking in terms of the cello um, after that performance. So, uh, yeah, I, I can. I, I'm very, very keen on that horse. But twos, and it is. I think he has got depth for this race as well. So twos is probably enough to put me off. But I'd have him as favourite and the most likely winner. Love it. Three votes for man at work for the pipe team. Terrific. Uh, in now, the, the irony of a podcast team going for a horse called Man at Work. No. <laughs> the furthest thing from hard work as there ever ever has been isn't it <laughs> yeah. um, let's move on to yeah, Josh Appioff he's just been on he should, that horse should be renamed person at work yeah right <laughs> thank you for that TC always on the front foot with these things um, Saturday at Sandown uh, it's a big day 
Betfair, Betfair Tingle Creek Chase, which we will get to in due course. And do not forget the offer that Betfair will have on Saturday. Uh, bet 10, get 10 on racing multiples. So have a £10 bet on racing multiples and get a free £10 bet on racing multiples. We will kick off with the 145, the first of the ITV races up there, uh, down at Sandown. Over the two miles, it's the it's the Henry VIII Novices Chase and John Bond is your very short price favourite at the top of the market. 7-2 to on at the moment. Aidan Coleman, Nicky Henderson, Boot Hill next best at 100-30. to And then bigger prices, the remainder. TC, does anything beat John Bond? And if the answer to that is no, then how are you playing this race? Uh, I don't think anything will beat John Bond, and I'm not playing this race. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's perfect. Seats. That's I, I, very good. You know, Great. Blue Hill's not a forlorn hope, isn't he? I mean, he's he's not that. He's in the same parish, uh, you know, chasing Mark Wise, and he was good at Ascot. But um, yeah, I think you might be stretching it trying to get John Bond beat here. Okay, what about you, Kev? Ash, they've all ducked and dived, haven't they, Vanessa? Gordon Elliott was spot on. They've all ducked and dived, John. <laughs> um, but look, he's, he's got to be very tough to beat, isn't he? I wasn't as blown away, maybe, as an awful lot of people seem to be by his chasing debut. Um, on you know, on the, on the bare facts, you know, beating Mon Morale as well as he did would seem super impressive. Don't know if Mon Morale brought his A game myself. Um, but look, in terms of his jumping technique, it was, it was good, wasn't it? He was. Um, good and forward and aggressive and low and kind of clever enough when he needed to be. And look, his hurdle form tells you he's a very, very good horse. So this should be straightforward for him, one would expect. Um, you know, Sandown presents a jumping challenge, but I'd say he's well equipped for it. Um, and this should be straightforward before, uh, you know, having some some tougher tests later in the season. Okay, well, we move on to a more competitive race then in terms of the betting market anyway with the 220 at Sandown. This is the Betfair Handicap Hurdle. It's over the two miles. And Love Envoy is your favourite at the top of the market, 13 to 8 for Harry Fry team. Harry Fry's got a couple of good chances on Saturday. Um, Home Public is next at 9 to 2. Playful Saint in there, 5 to 1. Um, there's plenty of value, I think, to be had further down as well, TC. How, how are you looking at this race? Uh, I've actually had two bets already, um, and I, I, I quite like this because although Levin White has got a very decent chance, I mean, you know, she's sub two to one everywhere and 13 to eight with the sports book, and that, I can't be having her that short. Um, no, I, I really like Nayati in this. Um, I backed him at 12s and 11s. I think the 11s is still there with the sports book. Came back from a massive absence to win at Perth in September. I think it was over a thousand days. Um, was given a shocker of a ride from off the pace at Cheltenham and did remarkably well to finish third next time. And won really snugly at Bangor uh, last time. Uh, had loads left in the tank. I think it was value for far more than that. Uh, there will need to be because he's up six pounds in a much deeper race here, but. Uh, he stays a lot further than this, and I think a stiff two miles will really suit. And yeah, Nayati, I really, really like. And I'll have to have a saver on Hom Public, uh, uh, nine to two with the sports, but that's currently joint top best price in the industry. So obviously, that's a that's a very, very fair price. The case of him is very, very simple. He absolutely gagged up at Weatherby last time. I think mean, the handicapper probably could have put him up more than seven pounds. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd have to have him on side as well. I wouldn't like to be losing if he wins the race. So Nayati at 11 to 1 and uh, Hon Public at 9 to 2, both win only. 
against a underpriced favourite. Okay, perfect. What about you, Kev? Um, I was taking a chance on Playful Saint. Um, I haven't seen much of him there at all, really. Um, he joined Dan Skelton from France and, uh, and was missing for a few years, but he made a winning start for him at Weatherby last March. And he, like, he seems a really gassy, kind of free-going type of horse. And he, he got away with it at Weatherby, but it probably caught him a little bit of Chepstow on his return. And I, I just I just have a feeling that, you know, they were both small field races. I, I think a race like this with, with you know, 10 runners, a bit more competitive, um, hopefully a bit more pace in front of him. It just might help him relax. And the fact that he's, he has a run under his belt for the season now, he might just consent to relax a little bit better. And um, and that should translate to a, to a better finishing effort. Um, you know, he's only three pounds higher than when winning at Weatherby. So, um, and look, Dan continues in, in great form and fairness to him. So um, I was taking a chance on Playful Saint. Okay. On to the 255, the big race of the day, the Betfair, Tingle Creek, the grade one, an absolute classic uh, chase in the calendar every year. And this probably isn't an absolutely vintage year in terms of what we've got lining up. But if Shishkin can bounce back to his very best, then we should be in for a real treat. But that is the big if. He's the even money favourite for the Nicky Henson team. And as you all know, he comes off the back of his issues that he had post-Cheltenham having been pulled up. He's taking on Grenatine, who won the race last year. And then Edward Stone as well in there at 11-2. Are they all going to line up? And what wins it? Kev, I'm going to come to you first here. This is a class renewal of the Best Fair Tingle Creek Chase, Vanessa. How dare you give it such a low-key introduction? Um, yes, I certainly hope they all turn up. <laughs> um, you never know without with, with Nicholas. Um, he, 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 can, he, can pull, uh, he can pull out a little bit late um, on these occasions. But, um, yeah, look, really tricky race to work out um, for, for a couple of different reasons. Like, uh, there was a temptation to side with gentleman to me. Um, like he put Edward Stone in his place at Aintree at the back end of last season. He, but he was disappointed on his return. Um, he's an aggressive, kind of young, on the sowish type of horse. And he, yeah, look, I think the price is right with him, but it just depends on how forgiving you want to be and how brave you want to be because the price is right. Um, you know, Shishkin, my, long, my long-standing view with him, despite the fact that he keeps winning going right-handed, like I do think he is better going left-handed. Um, he does have that that um, tendency to shift to his left, which, you know, can can cost him. It almost cost him against an Ergamine at Ascot last season. But then you look in and you see his main rival is Grenatine and you look back to when they met right-handed at Kempton last year and Shishkin absolutely booted Grenatine out of the way. Grenatine perhaps getting better. Shishkin has had his rare bone disorder and disappointment at Cheltenham. But in fairness to Nicky, for all that he frustrates us when he, when he runs them, he tends to have them right. Um, so after a load of rambling and, and potential sidetracks, I'm finding it hard to oppose Shishkin, even though he's... Oh. If, look, if I, had to, if I had to have a bet in the race, I'd probably take my chance and gentlemen to be maybe in a, in a without market, something like that. He's the overpriced one. But if I, if I had to pick the winner to save my life, I'm picking Shishkin. Okay. Gentlemen to me in the full market is currently nine to one with Betfair. Shishkin, as I said, the even money favourite, Tony. Um, do you concur with anything Kev's rambled on about there? No, no. Don't <laughs> um, start off with Shishkin. Um, 
I spoke to Nico this morning for a, a column I do with him, and everything's fine with the horse. Uh, reading between the lines, if it doesn't run, it won't be because of the ground. I think they're expecting Andrew Cooper to serve him up good to soft ground. Uh, I think all six will run. I think Shishkin will run, and I think Shishkin might get beat. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, we all know he's uh, the best horse on last season's in Clarence House defeat. But, you know, that I asked Nico about the, the, the bone condition. And I think a lot of people think it's a, a fair bit of bollocks. But so I said... <laughs> I said to him, you know, is that was it a serious condition? And he said, said yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was pretty bad. But you know, they seem to have got the horse back, you know, really, you know, fit and firing. Uh, so then I said to him, well, you won't really know until you're under race conditions, will you? Um, and he agrees. Um, so I think there are doubts about Shishkin. Uh, we won't know until he's, you know, in a, in a white hot. Uh, Tingle Creek and and this is a bloody good one because you know Shishkin's 176 Grenadine's 171 you've got an Arca winner in here you've got a runaway entry winner um, and there's going to be plenty of pace on in here as well so and that's another thing that worries me about Shishkin as well I mean this Tingle Creek is running just over a, just over a mile seven isn't it uh, and it is going to it's not going to be soft ground um, you know, they're going to go from the front, gentlemen to me, maybe Dumb Raven, Funimal, similar, can go forward as well. Is he going to need further than this down the line? Uh, first time up uh, on ground, arguably, you know, quicker, as quick as he wants. Um, so I think, I think there are reasons. I, I can see Shishkin drifting. Um, um, I've actually, I'm actually trying to lamb around about 2.14 now. Uh, I'll be happy to push him out to about five to four. But I think if you are going to have a bet in the race, you've got to, I think, I think Grenatini probably deserves to be favourite given the profile of the coming into the race because, well, you know, you don't, you've got to remember, I know it's an anti post market, but Grenatini was trading odds on um, uh, earlier in the week in the expectation that Altior wouldn't run. And he's still, uh, sorry, Ishkin. Ishkin <laughs> may not run and he still might, still might not. But, so you have to factor that into that kind of price. But no, I think Grenity is free from four at the track. He's a three-time grade one winner over course and distance. Career best uh, at Exeter last time. Um, he'll probably have his ground more than, than Shishkin. Um, yeah, I'd be, I think Grenity is far, far more solid. And I'd back Grenity at twos all day long rather than Shishkin at even money. I and mean, like you said, if Shishkin does come out on his best form, um, I think it will be a, a, a monumental performance, given that I think Grenatine's pretty much guaranteed to run for about 170 around Sandown. Okay. Uh, predicted, predicted SPs here would be interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, you, you, think, you think it has the feel of a market that could just jump up and down a little bit and change quite a bit between now and then. Yeah, well, like I said, we've, we've mentioned it before, haven't we? These these Henderson horses can go one or two ways, isn't it? We, mm-hmm. we, mentioned, we mentioned the Altior versus Surname race where, where, the, where the prices went crazy late on. And, you know, this race last year, I mean, Grenatine was four to one at the start of the week. Yeah. It went off, at, went off at 12 to one on the day when all the money come from Shaq and Poussoir. So, Darn. you know, the anti-post market's not worth a fig sometimes. So that was a preview of a vintage renewal <laughs> of the Betfair Tingle Creek. An absolute belter, the best we've seen in many a year. The Betfair Tingle Creek. I bet, I bet Barry Orr's beard fell off when he was listening to that. 
Nothing to do with December the first. It just fell off. <laughs> I know how to piss the bosses off. Here <laughs> Um, on to the 330, guys. This is the London National. We go from two-mile chasers up to three-mile five furlongs for the London National the handicap. Um, Revels Hill is currently a favourite again for Harry Fry, as I said. Could be a big weekend for here. Deshraber in there for Philip Hobbs and Tom O'Brien back to his beloved Sandown. Quick wave for Nisha Williams, Charlie Deutsch, four to one. Um, those are the top three in the market. Revels Hill at seven to four favourite, Tony. Um Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Can you hear that? What? No. Okay, that's fine. Let's just move on. <laughs> oh Lord. What do you <laughs> what's that buzzing sound, Vanessa? <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, what, who do you fancy in London National? <laughs> oh, I want to know what they sound. <laughs> what's morning? It's the dog. <laughs> All right. The dog is moaning. Um London National, Tony, go. Um, the last horse who I thought I'd tip and back is the horse I'm going to tip and back. Red Happy, having his 22nd start of 2022. Up the Wilsons. We've had a question about the owner and the trainer and these horses um, this season running at every single opportunity and but if you have a look at Red, if you take out the kind of like the, the busy schedule out of the way, he's actually quite a consistent horse given he's out every other week. And go back and have a look at that run in the Coral Gold Cup last week at 66 to 1. He was, he ran really well there in eighth. He wasn't beaten that far. I think it was 23 lengths. And, you know, this is a, this is a clearly an, an easier race and he's six pound lower. Um, you know, he's already back on the same mark as when he went in Exeter in October. Uh, I think that was about 27 starts ago, actually. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the decent ground there will suit. Okay. Um, and, and I just think he's really well. I, I just think he's, you know, handicapped to run a race. He clearly takes his racing pretty well. Um, you know, oh, and this up, is 22nd uh, run of the year, literally. <laughs> yeah, it is 22nd run of the year, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, and I didn't even know they had a Norfolk National. I mean, these nationals are getting out of hand, aren't they? They're faking it, you know. He was second in the Fate, uh, Norfolk National at Fakenham in May, over three mile five, on good ground. So staying's not a factor. Uh, for, I've, you know, obviously, the reason why I'm tipping it is he's, he's 40 to 1 with the sports book. Yeah. It's just too big. Go go and have a look at that Newbury run last week um, in a much better race of a six-pound higher mark. He's 40 to 1's wrong. Okay, 40 to 1 red happy for David Pipe having his 23rd, 22nd round of the season. Um, Kev, you can't be that price wise, but what do you fancy? Um, I, I was sorely tempted by my old pal Deja Abba. Yeah. Um, I, I, think he, I think he was my nap of this weekend last yeah. year. It was everybody. Um, he got yeah. down by a nose by a knot off Highland Hunter. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> and look, uh, as you, you alluded to there in the in your intro, Vanessa, he does love Sandown. He's got a great record there. Um, you know, proved his stamina last year. You can be sure he's been teed up for it. Um, nice run over hurdles last time, but he I wouldn't put anyone off him. And even though Revels Hill is a shorter price, you know, God, I, I you, you'd have to like his profile, and he might just be too progressive for the likes of a day Shaba. Um, you know, like he, he's still quite unexposed. He won the 
Um, he, he won a couple of races at Taunton, you know, including one over, you know, an extended three mile four the back end of last season. Lovely, lovely run on his return in Ascot over a completely inadequate two mile five furlongs. Um, this is the trick. Like he looked a completely different horse over the over the marathon trip at Taunton. So I think this test will suit him really well, and he just might have a little bit too much in hand. Um, in this sort of test for Deshaba, who while he relishes it and loves Sandown, etc., we just have seen a lot more of him over fences, and he, he just might not have that sort of poundage in hand. So Revels Hill for me. Okay, Revels Hill for you. Uh, do not forget before we head up to Aintree to review the racing up there on Saturday. Bet ten, get ten on racing multiples with Betfair on Saturday. Have a ten pound bet on racing multiples and get a free ten pound bet back on racing multiples. Um, up to Aintree we go for the many clouds chase. The Grade Two over the three miles and one furlong at one thirty on Saturday, and this looks to be a pretty decent race. A hoist in your even money favourite TC Chantry House back in there making a seasonal debut after being pulled up in the Gold Cup eleven to two. Sounds Russian for Ruth Jefferson eleven to two, and of course the national winner in Noble Yates at six to one. Um, those are just the top few in the market. Mm. You know I'm a Hoist and your fan, but we need to see him put it all together. We, this has got to be it. He's got to put it all together here. Otherwise, that's it. I'm done with him. He's a bit short, isn't he, against this lot? I mean, it's a very close-knit... Very short. I think he's too short. Yeah, he's a, it's very close-knit uh, rate on ratings, even though some of them carry penalties. I've, I wasn't expecting... Uh, Sam Brown to be about an eight or nine to one shot in here. I know he's got a four pound penalty for his course and distance stroll in a handicap uh, back in April because that was a grade three handicap. Um, I'm probably not in favour of horses picking up penalties uh, in that fashion for handicaps coming into this kind of grade. But um, no, I, I, you know, that was obviously that was a very, very good run. Um, wasn't an isolated run. Finished second to Royal Pagai in a Peter Marsh and shaped really, really well on his on his comeback in the Charlie Hall. Um, the penalty may look, may find uh, you know make life a bit tough, but he's got very, very little to find in official ratings, even with that burden. And yeah, I thought eights and nines in the marketplace was probably a little touch wrong about Sam Brown. I'm not sure if I'm going to have a bet in the race, but he will be my first portal call if I am going to have a bet. And, as I'm at Sandown on Saturday, I'll probably chuck a few quid at it when I watch it just about when I'm lining up for the race. Okay. Sam Brown, currently 8-1 to one, um, from the Anthony Honeyball team. Kev, do you have a view in the many clouds? With the horse that can't get no respect, Vanessa. Dashiell Drasher. He's, he's, no the, he's, the best, he's the best horse of these weights. Um, and he's the outsider of the whole lot. And he's come into it off a, off a smashing winning effort at Aintree. Um, I thought he'd win the long distance hurdle at Newbury last weekend. They pulled him out on account of drying ground. Um, but look back over fences, see, he, he genuinely has a right chance, surely, doesn't he? I think that's a mad price. Um, like he's, you know, I, I don't know why people don't seem to take to him. Like he, he's a notable kind of idler when he gets to the front, so he never wins by very far. But um, guy does an awful lot of winning, and the form is in the book. Like he's race fit. Um, you know, course and distance should suit him well. Um, yeah, Dashiell Drasher, he's like 12 to 1, and he's literally the best horse of these weights. Um, yeah, him and Hoy Senor a joint best in of these weights, and I think maybe they want to get against him because they don't think he'll get his customer easy lead or likes of a Hoy Senor in here. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, 
purely from a rating perspective, yeah, he's he's overpriced. Oh, I think it's because of a Hoyt Senor is so short. I think everything's probably a little bit overpriced. Okay, Dashel Drasher for Kev at 14 to 1. Let's move on to the Beecher Chase. Three miles, two furlongs, 2.05 is the race time. Ashtown Lad is your favourite at 4 to 1. Uh, Dan, um, obviously for Dan Skelton and Harry Skelton, and Harry's decided to come up to Aintree instead of be down at Sandown. And they're looking to notch up another terrific weekend, the Skelton team, off the back of winning um, at Aintree, you know, big races at Aintree in the Coral Cup, of course. Uh, Ashtown Lad. Short enough though for me at four to one. Gez Keel next best at four to one two. Captain Kangaroo and then nine to one and Hill sixteen tens. TC. Yeah. Here. Um, um, I don't I like Ashtown lad in this. Gonna gonna keep it short. Uh, I thought I've seen easier nationals to solve than this. Twenty three <laughs> runner twenty three runner race. Only two come out of the five day stage. I thought it was impossible. Uh, if, if you want a two nominal ones um, that I might consider backing, they're Dr. Kananga uh, for Ben Clark, who's a good operator, although he did lose a race, the Galloping Bear, didn't he, recently because of a yeah. drug element. But, yeah, he's a he's a very good trainer, uh, does well with stayers. And uh, I thought Fantastic Ass was, was half interesting, around about the 16, 18 to 1 mark. But I'm almost certainly not going to have a bet in the race, so... Uh, Ignore those two I put up. <laughs> okay, okay. For what it's worth, I like Fantasticus. He's been, he's one of those horses that hasn't quite always delivered what I've sort of expected of him. And I wonder if he just needs it even heavier, basically. Man, Grace. Um, but you shouldn't be moaning about that these days, should we? No, we shouldn't. You're right, TC. And Kevin, TC has nominated it as almost too tough there. Do you concur? Um, yeah, look, it, it looks very hard, but look, while he's his fav Ashton lad would look the right type for the race, wouldn't he? Um, like you, you suspect he's don't be on me. Um, you, you suspect he's still a handicapped over fences, like he he powered through the Scottish National before just fairly obviously seeming like he didn't stay. Um, the four mile trip, so that this would be more like it. His comeback over hurdles at Aintree was very good. One assumes they've had this as the target. Um, running in the, the famous Darren Yates DY Silks. Um, I know they've they've obviously have a bit of an affinity with Aintree, so I suspect this will have been the big target coming into this season. And and yeah, look, is he a value proposition? A nine to two, probably not, but um, I, I could certainly see him going and winning. Okay. Um, let's move on to the ball sports handicap chase. Two miles four, um, still up at Aintree. Riders on the Storm is your five to two favourite for this, ahead of Night in Dubai for again Dan Skelton, Harry Skelton at six to one. Uh, it should say Rides on the Storm is five to two at the top of the market. Gunsight Ridge, 13 to two for the Ollie Murphy team off the back of the win uh, at Aintree when we last saw him. But Tony, did is this any less competitive? A few less runners for you and back over the normal fences, but still pretty competitive handicap chase. Yeah, I I think the theme of this weekend is horses you can easily see winning handicaps, but have been put in too short. Um I think they I think most of the horses we mentioned, I think, you know, could well drift. Uh, they may well win at a much bigger price than they currently are. But you know, we've got to deal with it here and now and I can't be having riders on the storm at, at, at five to two. Um, I've actually already had, I've already had um, 
probably had already had all my bets for the weekend as we sit here now, just about half two on, on Thursday. I backed Clan Legend going for a, a third win in the race. Um, I know he's a 12-year-old now, but I think he's another beneficiary of some very lenient handicapping. He's really well handicapped on the win last year, and he's only and you know he's only it's only his fourth start since. Um he's um yeah, he made a really a very fair return to uh, return to racing uh, last time, and so I think I think he's still on a, on a very fair mark. Um, you don't need to tell me, you know, again for the third one in the race, he, he goes operates well around there. We should mention it's good to soft at Aintree as well, and there's no rain forecast, and they're not watering, so it's going to be decent decent enough ground there, and that should be fine for him. But my main bet in the race, um, and he's twenty five to one with the sports book. Um, and I've, I've already backed him in a few other places at the same price. Uh, that's Shahali and Munro. Um, progressive last season, won twice at Bev, uh, won twice at Weatherby, uh, then went to the plate seeking a hat trick at the festival. Ran a lot better than his finishing position would suggest there. Um, and I thought he was giving a pretty easy time of it on his return at Weatherby. Um, dropped two pounds for it. Um, so I think that I think that is the main bet of the race at twenty five to one. I never barely I barely heard of it's probably me just not looking at racing Monday or Friday half the time. But I've never really heard of Emma Smith Chaston before. But again, I don't look I don't let jockeys put me off. And she's had uh, she's operating. She I think she has seventeen winners at an eighteen percent strike rate this season. So she's clearly uh, clearly decent enough. So that won't that won't put me off. So yeah, uh, I played Clan Legend at twenties, and I played Shahali and Monroe at twenty fives, with the latter being my main bet. Okay, big prices and handicap chase onto the handicap hurdle at, over the two miles four furlong still up at Aintree, last race to preview um, on Saturday. We've got Walking on Air as the favourite here at five to two for Nicky Henson. Obviously, was meant to run at Newbury last weekend, bypassed that, and now they've come here. Um, Langer Dan next best at three to one, the horse that broke hearts at Cheltenham and then redeemed himself at Aintree last season. Harbour Lake in there, 11 to two for Alan King. Um, again, God, Aintree's got some good fields, but this is my this is my nap of the weekend, guys. Oh. Walking on air for oh. me. I know, taking on all the points Kev said about this horse on the show. It was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm taking on all of those points and I found them very interesting, but he's my nap of the weekend in here. Yeah, my nap in the weekend is in this race too, Vanessa, but it's not that far. <laughs> well, both of us are on, shall I just let you know that we're both on minus 40? Oh, incorrect. Table. Incorrect. I had a non-runner last week. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, I'm on minus forty. All your recent tips have been non-runners, Blake. You're a curse. Yeah. This was a literal non-runner, so at least yeah. I kept my stake back. Nicky <laughs> Henderson's got nothing on you, sunshine, for getting non-runners. <laughs> it's a Go super on, salad tactic to form I'm in. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Go on, hit me with yeah, it. Look, look, I guess at the front end of the market, like walking on air, like, look, you might just be fine, but as mentioned last week, like, is is three half-brothers, um, Joseph trained them all, and they were all good bumper horses. Like, I think two of them ran in the champion bumper. Like, they were very good, very promising young horses, but they just didn't do it over hurdles. They just ha- did, did not have a liking for jumping hurdles. 
And um, while this fella made a winning hurling debut at Newbury when they upped him in class, I, I just thought that might might have been coming through a little bit. He made a fair few mistakes and handicap company will just punish that really, really heavily. So that was a kind of a big red flag with him and Langer Dan. Um, yeah, like, like look, I, I, it can be dangerous to think like an Irish trainer when looking at English trainers because they don't seem to think the same. But like if, if Langer Dan was mine, you'd be working backwards from Cheltenham and you'd be minding his mark, you know. Um, so he, he ran a nice race at entry without... Um, endangering his mark. He actually came down a pound. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with him. I, I wouldn't want to be taking seven to two about him. Um, but look, like I say, not, um, English trainers don't don't think the way that us sneaky Irish do. So um, he might well, they might well be delighted to win this pot. Um, but Harbour Lake was the one I liked. Um, I thought he had a real good shot, actually. Um, you know, lightly raced horse. He, he he showed a two and a half mile suits him really well when he made a winning return of market raisin. They took a chance and dropped him back to two miles for the great wood, big pot. And he ran a stormer considering the, the drop and trip just seemed all against them. Um, came home well. Getting back up to two and a half is exactly what he wants. And I, I suspect there, there's a good chunk more improvement in there. And the fact that he's third fav to two that I'd be, you know, very happy to take on, to be honest, uh, makes him a very attractive price there. You know, 11 to two, five to one. Yeah. Um, I could, I could certainly see him shortening and um, yeah, uh, spoiler alert. He's my nap of the weekend. Okay. Harbour Lake for Kev, walking on air for me. Which way did you go to see? Uh, I backed Benson at 25s. Uh, Cause I think a two mile four around there will really suit it. And it was a, uh, a good run at Haydock last time against a horse that pretty much stole it from the front, mm-hmm. uh, doing all his best late on as he as he uh, tends to do. He's a bit of a rogue, but he's a talented one and he's off on a fair mark up in trip. But my main bet is Sizing Potsy. Now, this horse um, was actually in the um, Tingle Creek before Monday's forfeit stage. Um, and we all know, you know what a good horse he was over fences at his best when with Jesse Harrington. I think he was 157 at his best. Um, he's now 151 over fences, but he's 133 over hurdles. And um, I think he's he's ridiculously well handicapped. He's I backed him at tens in the place, and I think the sportsbook are either eight or nines. Uh, I think they're eights. I saw, uh, and I think that's still very fair. I mean, I mean, this horse is he's run two really good races at Indobis hurdles. Uh, he won one of them. Finished second to Tamuras at Haydock last time over a sub two miles. Uh, we know Tamuras is going to go for the Grade One Tolworth next, and so I think I think I think sizing Potsy's hurdle mark is is very very workable. Uh, I think the step up in trip will suit, uh, and I'm quite happy to take him on against some underpriced favourites um, uh, at the top of the market. I totally get your point about walking on air. Um, I remember him last year after that Newbury run. I think he was eight to one for the Supreme at some point. Uh, yeah. So, off a mark of 132, he could blow him away. But uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take my chance. I want him to buck the trend of his family, TC. That's what I mean. What you should, you've been too polite there. What you should have said to Kevin is at least he's with a decent trainer and not. Yeah, Jason. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was that very was the obvious retort. You should have I, given it. You are right, <laughs> TC. That was the obvious thing to say. And then yeah. I just I just pulled back. Moment, the, the moment passed you by. Too late now. Size <laughs> um, okay, and positive TC then. Uh, right, we've, we, this show's rattled on long enough, but there is such good racing to cover from Fairy House on Sunday. But um, 
Is there just what do you want to mention, Kev? Basically, Bambridge might run in the Drinmore. Is there anything else that you want to flag up? We've got three grade ones, the return of Honeysuckle, but give us some tips to actually flag up there. Yeah, sure. Honeysuckle is the focus point, isn't she? Like, we're all hoping that she comes and absolutely smashes these up and looks better than ever, and we can continue on the Brace yourself, TC. The wonderful narrative leading up to this year's champion hurdle. Um, that that would be what we want to see. Um, I say that we, as in, you know, whatever you want, to, whatever way you want to frame that. Um, yeah, Bambridge is almost certainly going to run, I'd say, in Drinmore. Look yeah. very good at Cheltenham. Time, time figure, etc. Really good. Backed it up. Um, so he'll be one to very much keep an eye on. And the Royal Bond, you know, which has thrown up a, a bunch of top horses over the years. Um, don't know how strong this year's renewal will be, but one I'll give a mention to just because he's not trained by one of the superpowers is uh, Marine National um, for Barry Connell. Um, Barry's been really punchy with the way he's been talking about this fella. You know, says he's never had anything um, the same species that this fella is like he's that good. <laughs> so we'll, um, we'll, I look forward to seeing how he uh, comes with the step up of glass. He's, he's one from one over hurdles, two from two in bumpers. So yeah, he's one to keep an eye out. out, eye out. Far. Okay, currently 11 to 8 in the market for the Royal Bond novices. See that short? Oh, I hadn't seen those prices. Sorry, that wasn't as interesting as I thought it might be. Apologies. Yeah, behind Champ Riley is 45. Mm, there you go. Yeah. We're doing um, that for the Vexo, yeah. So, oh no, what's going on? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, right, that about wraps up the show. We've already had Kev's nap and we've already had my nap as well so really tony it's just over to you mine was walking on air tony go on uh i'm gonna go with nayati at sandown okay nayati for tony and kev reiterate yours because there'll be some people out there who just scroll right the way through this podcast for the good stuff just listen yeah. to the naps so just in case yeah, Harbour Lake in the 3.15 at Sandown on Saturday. I'll be there in person, so I fully expect to be lifted up on shoulders, etc. If he, if he gets the job done. So we look forward to that. Sorry, that's a total lie. Of course, at Aintree on Saturday. Oh, what an idiot. Are you going to Aintree or are you going to Sandown? But look. Where are you going on Saturday? I'll be at Sandown. So if he wins at Aintree, yeah, I, I, we, can, we can do it. We can still do it, lads. It'll be fine. <laughs> right that wraps up the show don't forget the bet 10, bet 10 on racing multiples uh the offer that bet they have this weekend have a 10 pound bet on racing multiples free 10 pound bet on racing multiples but do read the t's and c's in the show's description please please also gamble responsibly have a good weekend and join us again on monday where we will be back with these boys for weighed in thank you very much for listening <laughs>